0: Hello, I'm Raymond Keating, and welcome to episode 5 of The Daily Chump, where I will discuss the suppression of magic by the system and our cosmic connection. I was talking to my grandfather the other day when he came from Florida to visit us. I fought to ask him about his service in Korea. Something surprisingly, my father never fought to ask him. For some reason, there's a taboo surrounding asking war veterans about their service. I do not get this, as I think it is an interesting subject. Of course, it should be talked about. I mean, what else should we talk about? The same old stuff about politics or the new garbage on Netflix? So I asked him about it, and though he was hesitant at first, he told me about the time he was stationed there. The conversation moved to discussing his life after the war, in which he brought up how he took a leisurely trip to Japan after the war. He told me it was a beautiful country and what struck him most was seeing the architecture and learning about the country's history. He explained to me how he was awestruck at how similar Japan's architecture and societal system in the Middle Ages was similar to those of Europe, despite no contact existing at the time between the two civilizations. This reminded me of something I read in a book. In a different time, the ancient time, most of the megalithic structures in the world were built in the same time, such as Stonehenge and the Sphinx. Some speculate this may have to do with the fact during this time period, the astronomical age of Taurus was upon the year of Taurus, of course, associated with a bull, a large animal, a creature akin to the qualities of the structure. It is scientific fact that the moon's cycles control the tides on Earth, so why would not things such as the movement of celestial bodies too affect Earth, perhaps not only on a planetary level, but on a human level? Perhaps the movement of these bodies influenced how the minds of men worked. I brought up this fact to him, thinking it to be something interesting. He immediately dismissed it as a bit of a stretch, yet he knew nothing about the subjects I spoke of, nor could he even humor me, even if he found it absurd. Years ago, things thought to be superstitious, which the topic was not, but assuming he thought it was, would be more of the source of whimsy, not something scoffed at and cruelly dismissed. This attitude towards anything to do with the esoteric, paranormal, or even plain fringe seems to permeate many people in this country, regardless of political stance or age. It seems they all have been programmed to immediately recoil at the mention of any obscure or unorthodox knowledge, probably because the system programmed the concept that we live in the post-truth era the in an Orwellian phrase meaning that everything has been settled upon by the academics and scientists, but also more subtly the double meaning the real truth is hidden. As well as even more depressingly, anything to do with the supernatural is dismissed or deemed a threat, rather than seen as a curiosity or something whimsical. Superstitions can be bad, but there is nothing wrong or stupid about believing in forces and things that exist unseen. People have for thousands of years. It's like a lame kids fantasy movie where the bad guys destroyed all the magic in the world. Not to mention how Hollywood and the rest of the media has aided in this destruction reducing things like the ancient gods, such as four, from higher metaphysical principles to corporeal, extraterrestrial beings, or the gods to aliens with fake pop conspiracy TV shows like Ancient Aliens. Even worse, they hijack any spiritual words to drown out the meaning when people search them up. For example, the name of the Titan Prometheus, the father of mankind, and the bringer of consciousness. When you look up his name on Google, you get the name of a science fiction film in the Alien series about how extraterrestrials created mankind. Or Ragnarok, the end time of the Vikings. When you look it up, you don't get information about this dramatic mythological prediction. You get as your first result a Marvel film. What did Prometheus give us? The soul, the very animating force of human beings. When you look it up, what do you get? Information about religious or philosophical views on the subject? No, a Disney movie about some jazz musician who falls down a pothole. And where do our souls go when we die? The afterlife? But... You don't get a link to a page listing all the diverse views on this great mystery. You get information about the new Ghostbusters movie no one asked for. Think this is all a coincidence? It's intentional. In the post-Enlightenment society, there's no room for the esoteric or magical. To believe a four-leaf clover is lucky. They do not just see as silly, they see as a threat. It is done by the administrators to severe our connection to the divine so they can reduce us to materialistic entities and more easily control us. After all, they possess the most material power in this reality, the governments, the NGOs, the corporations, the media. You can't have belief in anything else other than the system and ideas they have set up, and you can't escape to sanctity of your own mind, the sanctity of your ancestors beliefs, and the sanctity of the divine aspects scattered around this world. Otherwise you might find a way to free yourself from the matrix, and you might find a way out for others thanks to the wisdom of the ancients, and your own cosmic connection. I took a hike this week to the Hudson Valley, and I meditated on the mythology of the Egyptians and Earth's geological history, and I realized something profound. Ta is a lame god, in that he is bound in mummy form, a strange feature for a craftsman and architect to possess. But we must take into account that Ta crafted the world in his heart. The entire world and the subsequent cycles and evolutions it would go through were already predetermined as a watchmaker designs a watch that runs on its own, and all he had to do to bring them about was think. The movements of continents, Glaciers, erosion, and other such factors are all environmental factors that were created and wound up by Ta, or any other name the creator goes by, and that can chiefly be seen in environments such as the Winter Mountains, the Spring Valley, or the Summer Shores. On the other hand, that is why God, as in the original creator, does not interject in matters of good and evil. He is merely the generator, not the law keeper. I may be slightly wrong in this part. This symbolism is what mythological anthropologists, ancient astronaut theorists, and mainstream Western religions neglect in their analysis of myth, neglecting the metaphysical significance of the gods and reducing it to men, only natural factors, demons or aliens. So regardless of the pagan myths or gods actually exist as beings, they still exist as solid systems of understanding reality, its subjects and forces. Through better understanding reality, we better understand ourselves. For humans on a biological and spiritual level, in their interactions and within themselves, mirror the cosmos. We all, or at least some of us, have a spiritual connection to history, to nature, to the land, and to the ethereal realm. The combine cannot drown that out, no matter how much fear, propaganda, and distractions they throw at us. Sure, our family members may fall ill to their tricks, but we do not, and we will endure the spiritual storm. Always remember, this is simply another cycle in history. Our ills will not last forever. But while they are here, it is important to hold fast against them and oppose them in our thoughts, words, and works. So that we can do justice to and some they stand with our ancestors and the principles in their purest form in the field of reeds. Thank you for listening to the Daily Chop. Make sure to listen tomorrow for Evil Dustin.